Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Are you ready? Numbers 21, verse 21, New Living Version. The Israelites sent ambassadors to the king of Sihon of the Amorites with this message. Let us travel through your land. We'll be careful not to go through your fields and vineyards. We won't even drink water from your wells. We will stay on the king's road until we've passed through your territory. But King Sihon refused to let them cross his territory. Instead, he mobilized an entire army to attack Israel in the wilderness, engaging with them in battle at Jahaz. Verse 24. But the Israelites slaughtered them with their swords and occupied their land from Aaron River, Arnon River, to the Jabbok River. They only went as far as the Ammonite border because of the boundary of the Ammonites was fortified. So Israel captured, verse 25, all the towns of the Amorites and settled in them, including the city of Heshbon and its surrounding villages. Heshbon has been the capital city of Sihon of the Amorites. He had defeated the former Moabite king and seized all his land as far as the Arnon River. I want you to go to verse 31. Numbers 21, verse 31. So the people of Israel occupied the territory of the Amorites. After Moses sent men to Jazir area, they captured all the towns of the region and drove out the Amorites who lived there. Then they turned and marched up the road to Bashan, but the king of Og of Bashan and all of his people attacked them at Andri. The Lord said to Moses, do not be afraid of them, for I have handed them over to you along with all his people in his land. Do the same to him as you did to King Sihon of the Amorites who ruled in Heshbon. And Israel killed King Og, his sons, and all of his subjects. Not a single survivor remained. Then Israel occupied the land. Let's pray. Father, thank you. For your word that's like a hammer that breaks a rock to pieces. For your word that's like fire that burns up everything in its path. I thank you that your word goes forth and doesn't return void. I ask, Lord, tonight that you would burn in our hearts this message. I ask tonight that you would burn this message upon our minds, that it would release faith, that it would release courage, that it would release boldness, that it would release the kingdom of God in this hour, which we desperately need a move of the Spirit. We take authority over fear. We take authority over every other voice that would try to manipulate your people and shove us into some little box. I declare tonight freedom. I declare tonight liberty. I declare tonight the healing of the brokenhearted.
the recovering of sight for those that are blind. I declare tonight the opening of prison doors. I declare tonight ears being unstopped spiritually and physically. Release the power of your kingdom now. Release the power of your kingdom now. Release the power of the kingdom of heaven in the name of Jesus now. Can you give him praise? In the house, give him a crazy praise like he just did every miracle you ever hoped or believed for. Come on, stand up on your feet, those of you online. Stand up and shout to get out of your car and stand up on your feet and shout to God the victory. Shout to God triumph. Shout to God. Shout, hey, hey, hey. Let your voice be heard on high as it is this night. Come on, God's on the throne. We're not an anemic, spineless people. We're the people of God. We're the church of the living God. I want you to know tonight that you have been set up. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I've been set up. Come on, look at your other neighbor. Look at the other car. Say, hey, hey, I've been set up. Say it. I've been set up. This text is amazing. And one of my favorite ways to preach to you, and you know that if you've been a part of this church for any length of time, my favorite way to preach is to take Old Testament history, tie it in the New Testament reality, and release prophetic decrees. It is my favorite way to preach. This text is so profound. Because God set up his people, Israel. And he wants to instruct us tonight. He wants to equip us tonight. He wants to transform us tonight. He wants to use his word to release great faith and boldness. He wants you to know the hour in which we live. He doesn't want you to be ignorant and living in fear. God has set you up. Say it again. God has set me up. So this text is, is uh, kind of amazing. To give you the context, Israel has failed. I mean, horrible failure. They couldn't believe God, so they didn't go into the promised land. If you know the history of Israel, and they've come out of Egypt, the house of bondage. God has spoken to them. They're going into the promised land, but they cannot believe God. And so they don't go into the promised land. They murmur. They complain. There's giants in the land. We can't go in. And God said, well, you're going to wander around for 40 days in the desert, but you're not going in. They're supposed to go into the south, but now they don't. And they, they begin to head north. And to go into Canaan's land, they, they move north and they have to go through these, these battles. In Numbers 20, it talks about the sons of Esau, that's the Edomites, and they wouldn't let them pass into there. 
and they, and they move forward, and, and, and here they are. King of Sihon wouldn't let them go through the kingdom. In fact, he attacks them. You see this, Numbers 21. It's this historical account of the attack, and, and Moses talks about it in Deuteronomy. And you can look at that with me, Deuteronomy 2 and verse 24. Let me set this up, and then I'm going bring to it, bring it to you and hit the ball over the fence. Deuteronomy 2 and 24, Moses continued, then the Lord said, now get moving, cross the Aran Gorge. Look, I've handed over to you Sihon, the Amorite, the king of Heshbon, and I will give you his land. Attack him and begin to occupy the land. So God says that Numbers is like the historical account, historical account. Deuteronomy is like Moses telling it, telling the event as he sees it. All of it, the word of God. And what's amazing to me is that God uses this victory to build them up. Has anybody ever been on a losing team? Have you ever been a part of something that's so stinking lame? I mean, it's like, oh, it's just like, man, you know, you, you go to go to the next game, and you try to hold your head high, and the coach is trying to build you up. But, I mean, nobody can put it together. I mean, you don't have any champions. They have just failed from going into the promised land. And I, I got to tell you, they, they're discouraged. Fear held them back from going in. And they're afraid. And I think they saw themselves as losers. Israel's view of themselves was losers, not winners. And through this victory, I believe that God begins to build them up. God begins to change their, their internal view of themselves. They're like, hey, <laughs> we won. I mean, it's really astounding. They get a victory under their belt. He was going to raise the status of the Israelites in the eyes of the nations. And you see this in Deuteronomy 2.25. This day, I'll begin to put dread of thee, King James, and the fear of thee upon the nations under the whole earth who shall hear the report and shall tremble and shall be in anguish because of thee. You know, many people are afraid of demons. You don't need to be afraid of demons. If you would understand the right, the honor, that which has taken place and the power of the kingdom of God, you would never tremble again before a demon. Now, demons have power. There's no doubt about that. But the truth is that each and every one of us should be not only known in heaven, but we should be feared in hell. That when you wake up in the morning, because you know who you are, you know who your God is, you know that you've been redeemed, you know you're washed with the blood, you know you've got power, and you have authority. And then when, if there was to be some demonic manifestation, you take care of that thing and you drive it out in the name of Jesus and move forward. Israel was afraid. Demons will, 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 will come to fear like moths to a light. Fear. And I think they were afraid, and now their things changed for them. It was a time of judgment for the Amorites. It was a time of judgment. Genesis 15, 16. A period of about 600 or so years have gone by. It's kind of hard to determine four generations. Somebody say 400 years. Somebody say 450 years. It's hard to exactly, it's a long time ago. 
But it's time for them to move in. Judgment is now coming upon Canaan's land. And God set them up for victory over their greatest fear. What do you mean? Their greatest fear. What is their greatest fear? I want you to look at Numbers 13. The church of the living God is having to wake up out of apathy and wake up out of fear and to move forward in this hour. I have some marching orders tonight, and I'll let you know more about that as we move into it. I need to take care of a couple of things. But it's time. I said it's time. And we have been set up. We've been set up for glory, set up for victory. In Numbers chapter 13, verse 32, what kept them? Ask yourself this question. Look up that scripture, Numbers 13, verse 32. What kept them from going in to the promised land? Fear. Fear of what? Giants. Fear of what? Giants. So here they are, and God gives them a, a victory, and then, and then the Lord says, okay, go after King Og. Do you know who that is? King Og made Goliath look small. King Og was a giant. Israel was afraid of giants. And now a new generation is going to take them in. But I want to tell you something that I've learned in my life. I see it in Scripture, and I've learned it painfully in my own life. Your fear as a parent Unfortunately, if you don't overcome that, please listen to me. The fear that you struggle with as a parent will be embossed upon your children if you don't overcome that thing. If you don't, if you don't overcome your fear, then your, parent, then your kids are going to get printed by that. They're going to get embossed. You know what that means? They're going to get branded by it. And then they're going to have to break out. And I believe, I believe that if you were to sit around the camp of the Israelites after they said, we seem like grasshoppers. And so we were like grasshoppers. That's number 13. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And I can imagine, I can imagine, I mean, it's like I heard that when I was studying this, I heard this story in my head. It's mommy talking to her children. Hey, mom. Yeah, sweetheart. How come we didn't go into the promised land? Well, because your daddy's a sissy, honey. What a, what a, <laughs> Dude, that's funny right there. <laughs> no, oh, no woman of God would ever do that, of course. 
How come we didn't go into the promised land, Mom? Because your your father's a yellow belly sapsucker. <laughs> can you imagine? I, uh, can you imagine? Where's the stinking backbone? Why were they afraid of? Because their perception of themselves was not that they were the army of the living God, not that God who, who was for them and who could be against them. Their view was very small. Their perception was very small. And as a result, they yielded to fear. Their perception of who they were well, Mom, what about Uncle Josh? Uncle Joshua wanted to go in, Mom. Well, your Uncle Joshua, he's a different sort. Oh, 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 what about Uncle Caleb? Is, is he different too? Yes, 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 Caleb's also different. Who are you like? I'm going to tell you that I have, I have been called not for the robe or the ring, or I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the fatted calf. I'm telling you, I've been called to the fight. That's why God has sent me. That's why God has saved me. God called me to stand and declare the glory of God. In the, Come on, somebody. I'm going to tell you, I'm not afraid of losing anything. I've already laid my life. How about you? What are you afraid of? What are you yielding to? God's raising up people of another spirit. God's raising up a remnant. God's raising up a church, even within a church. Well, the love of, of many are going to grow cold. And people are going to turn on each other. We are in the last days. Maybe the last of the last days. It's time to get some backbone. Fear of parents gets passed on to children. Fears of a previous generation get passed on. Well, we don't get married because, well, marriage didn't work out in our family. What? Well, we, you know, we don't... Yeah, we're not going to buy a house because the last time someone tried to, we lost everything. Well, we're not going to, we're not going to, you know, get a degree because. What is the thing that you have in your life that you say that can't happen for the rest of your kids? That would be a stronghold. Minister David, would you kindly come and stand right here as an illustration? Now, I've estimated Minister David is approximately, you know, right about there, is approximately the size of an average Israelite. Now, I think I'm probably just a little bit over 13 feet, so I'm going to get it real. That's about it. So I'd be the size of Og. Og, an average Israelite, 13 feet tall, 5 feet wide, 
Some of you thought you had a big waist. Five feet. Five feet wide. 13, 13 feet tall. Thank you, Minister Dave. Just to give you some perspective. So in the fighting against Og, it wasn't just some nothing thing. I mean, they're facing a very real giant. Listen, I'm telling you today, God's saying this to you. God's saying this to me. And God's saying this to the church. Face Og. Face your fear. Don't yield to political pressure. Don't look for a pat on the back. Some people break their own arms trying to pat themselves on the back. Confront your fear and do the right thing. God says, don't be afraid. Verse 34. The Lord said to Moses, don't be afraid of him. Come on, I want you to say that. Say, don't be afraid of him. Don't be afraid of him, he says. For I've handed him over to you, along with all of his people. We read this story, and King Sihon, as I, as I alluded to, was like a warm-up to give him some encouragement. I want to tell you that every encounter and victory that you have in your life has brought you to this place, hear me now, has brought you to this place to set you up for the biggest victory of your life. We are heading into the greatest, I prophesy, the greatest revival there has ever been seen in Alaska. God is preparing them to fulfill their purpose. They had to face their og. What is the og in your life? What is the giant of fear that you face in your marriage, in your business, in your ministry? Man, if you, you know, if you were a germaphobe, you'd be freaking out right about now. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. I'm not worried. I'm not scared. But I am concerned that a nation is shrinking back in fear of sickness. There's coming a great outpouring of healing signs, wonders, and miracles, not just through speakers and those that are anointed on platforms across the land, but through you, through your hands. Come on, Jesus in you is stronger than anything else. God is greater in you. When you look at the Old Testament and you saw how God dwelled in the Holy of Holies, in a temple that was made by hands, designed by the Creator, given to Moses in a pattern, in the wilderness tabernacle, then made into a temple. Did the Holy Spirit dwell in the Holy of Holies? Yes. So much so that the high priest on the Day of Atonement had to have a rope 
tied around his ankle that if he messed up the procedures, they could pull the boy back without having a pile of bodies in there because no man could see God's face and live. No, the glory was so strong and so powerful that nobody could be in there. And yet on that day, one Friday on Passover, at the time that they killed the lambs, Jesus was crucified, God's lamb, one and only lamb, and an earthquake happened, and the, and the rock split, and the temple curtain that separated the holy of holies from the holy place was ripped from the top to the bottom to signify this, that the Holy Spirit doesn't live inside a temple made by hands anymore. He's come to live inside the heart of those who would believe on him, those who would repent of their sin, those who would acknowledge him and receive him through repentance and be filled and baptized with the power, the same power, of the Holy Ghost. If there was ever a time, if there was ever a time for the church to get on fire and face its fears, it's now. Listen, honestly, things are good. A lot of beautiful cars in the parking lot. I don't see any distended bellies out here. I thought I saw one, but I was pretty sure they just overate. We're blessed. But the enemy, through fear, wants to shut down the blessing, and God's resetting things to awaken the church, to awaken the nation, to turn from wickedness towards the Lord. There's a great revival that is upon us. But listen, it'll be missed by some. Why? Because they're sissies. I can hear Pastor Karen praying in tongues just a few miles away. How come, how come we didn't go into the... Because they're sissies. Let me say it a different way, although I, I like that. Because they had not renewed their mind. They did not understand who they were. Their perceptions about God and themselves were skewed. The Lord spoke to me many years ago and said, Son, who I am and who you are in me changes everything. I don't serve God because I have to. I serve God because he's apprehended my heart. And he's put something on the inside of me that I can't shrink back even if I tried. And I've set things up. I'm telling you what, I'm going in to the promised land. I'm going to be like Caleb. I'm going to fulfill the plan of God for my life and for this church. And I'm going to take as many people with me as I can. You've got to conquer fear. You've got to face your og. You've got to face your unbelief. You've got to know who you are. If you don't know who you man, there's been like identity theft. Am I yelling? Good. Wake up. Let me give you a few points. I think I've got six points here, maybe. God wants you to conquer your og. I mean, just, just remember Minister David standing next to the fort. That is the proper perspective. 13 feet 
five feet wide. Goliath was only nine. This is a giant. Some things, they seem like giants, but if you'll just learn, know God, the power of his word and who you are in him. You could charge hell with a stinking water pistol and put it out if he told you to do it. David thought differently. He thought, my God, what an ugly, uncircumcised fathead. Dang, that head, you get the fattest. That man, it'd be impossible for me to miss with a rock. He thought differently. Think differently. Confront your fears. Confront, but you've got to know who you are. So first thing, stay on the right path. Stay in God. Get in the word. Memorize the word. Instead of belly aching over homeschooling, teach your kids how to be a conqueror. Teach your kids how to get on fire. Have prayer meetings and get some help for God's sake. Man, if I had to homeschool, I'd uh, call my wife to do it. Amen. (laughs) Stay on the right path. Get in the word. Know who you are. Who are you? Are you the sum total of your education? Are you the sum total of your bank account? Who are you? You're a child of the living God if you've given your heart to Jesus. And if you haven't, in a moment, I'm going to give you a moment to reconcile that. You must receive Jesus. And his perfect love will cast out all fear. And you can change. You can change. Stay in right relationship with the Lord. Let the Holy Spirit help you keep your fallen human nature in check. I remember years ago a testimony of a young man who got set free from homosexuality. And that was his testimony. And then about 30 days later, he started being drawn back to some of those old things. Started yielding. So he went to his pastor and he talked to the pastor and told him what was going on. And the pastor said, here's what I want you to do. Every morning, set your alarm clock. Get up early before you have to go off to work. And get on your knees. Amen. That's a fire truck. I believe it's a spiritual sign of a fire being started. Hallelujah. And if there's a real one, Lord, put it out in Jesus' name. If it's a meth lab, let it burn down with nobody being killed so they could all come to repentance. So the <laughs> so, so the, the pastor said, all right, son, here's what I want you to do. Set your alarm. Get up early. Get up early and get out of bed and get right on your knees. And I want you to pray in the Spirit. He had been baptized in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit or you're endued with power. Come on, praise break. Come on, you can do a little bit better than that. Come on. Hey. And so he he did that. He got on his knees and he prayed in the spirit. 
He said, the pastor told him, don't get off your knees until you feel the power and the fire of God in your soul. So he did that. You know, it's amazing. He went on, actually went into the ministry. It's totally free. Galatians 5 talks about that, verse 16. If you live by the Spirit, you will be able to put to death the works of the flesh. But if you're constantly living by the flesh, then you're going to be a sissy. You're not going to go into the promised land. You're going to yield to your fear. You're not, and you're going to teach your kids to do the same thing. It'll be a whole family of sissies. Everybody say, not me. Listen, if you're here tonight and you're riddled with fear, please don't hear me the wrong way. I'm not poking fun at you, but I am trying to agitate you to change. I'm trying to tell you that you don't have to be bound anymore. You don't have to be addicted anymore. You don't have to yield to suicidal thoughts. You don't have to be a train wreck and have no friends and, and live on a, a, you know, on a dead end road with hopelessness and fear and wonder where your next paycheck's going to come from. You can live in freedom. You can be free from your pornography problem. You can be loosed. It's up to you. You have to choose it. And you have to make your life move along the path of righteousness. You have to cut all ties with hell. Some of you have got an umbilical cord to the pit. Man, you need to snip that thing. Don't allow fear to run your life. Keep a mental attitude of faith in God. 1 John 5, 4, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. Let me say that again. Everyone born of God overcomes the Everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is a victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Be afraid of Clovis 19. It's COVID. I know I call it Clovis because I'm sick of it. May people be healed. Please don't hear me the wrong way. If you hear like I sound mean-spirited towards someone or people, or you're hearing it the wrong way, you need to be healed. <laughs> I just know that God's calling us to rise and not yield to fear and to bring healing, deliverance. May God heal every person that's been affected by COVID-19. May God set them free and heal them. May God strengthen our workers, our frontline workers, EMTs and nurses and doctors, especially in those areas that have been so affected. But Alaska's only had 300 and something cases. Is that right, Doc? 360 or something like that. And nine people have passed because of COVID-19, for which we grieve and pray that God would comfort them. It's not like watching Pandemic. Y'all seen the movie? It's not like watching, uh, what's that movie that you were in, Pastor Vince? I know it was just your feet. Outbreak. It's not like watching, it's not like that. 
And even if it was, the church has been through the bubonic plague. The church has been through incredible persecution. Come on, we're going to make it through this thing. You've got to rise and put, choose faith over fear, to quote my friend. Don't yield to fear, any fear. So what do you do when you feel fear? Well, first of all, if it's the fear of the Lord, that's a good thing. But if it's fear of anything else, I run at it. I might be my personality. I don't know. The truth is you're not supposed to yield to fear. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, but thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 37, knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. God's purpose has got to be your priority. Please listen. God's purpose for your life must be your priority. That's got to be. So what is God's purpose? To love him and to deliver men. That is why we're here. And no matter what you do in construction or a teacher or a doctor or your lawyer or a preacher or a pastor or an evangelist or a business owner or an entrepreneur in real estate, no matter what you're doing, you make that your ministry and you let God's purpose be brought about through your cleaning company, through your business, through your roofing company. You let God's purpose be brought through your life. If you're retired, it's time to get refired, and it's time to bring the power of God everywhere we go through a boldness. There's another wave. There's another wave. We're going to go from glory to glory. Worship team, please. You've been set up. Say it. I've been, I've been set up. What do you mean by that? In this moment, this moment right now, tonight, right now, is the calm before the proverbial storm. There is a glory storm coming. There's a cloud of a size of a man's hand that's rising on the horizon. And that cloud is going to be released and expanded by God's people charging Og. Charging the world's structure and systems with the love of Jesus, boldly proclaiming salvation, healing, and deliverance found in Jesus and no one else. There's a cloud the size of a man's hand. There's a mighty rain coming. The former and the latter rain. The glory of this house will be greater than the former. God is shaking what could be shaken. Many people, many people are dismayed and are examining their lives, even with the Lord. Persecution, persecution has always brought out the best in the church. It cleanses the church. Say so we being persecuted. I know the devil wants to shut the church down. I got to pray in tongues for a second because I'm about to really mouth off. So let me just pray in tongues.
about to get a spirit of trash talk. I can feel the prayers of my wife right now. I'm going to hold my cards close to my chest for tonight. You know what that means? How many of you know what that means? All of you gamblers know. That's right. <laughs> we have been set up. We've been set up for the greatest move of God. I want to make a vow, a commitment to you. I'm not quite sure why the Lord wants me to do this, but I feel it so strong in my spirit. You think it would be normal that if you were to be a Christian that you would stand for biblical values and standards because that's what Christian means, Christ-like or little Christ. But I, I want to tell you that I will never, ever, so help me God, stop preaching biblical truth. I will never stop teaching you about giving. I will never stop teaching you about the power of the Holy Ghost. We will never cease to lay hands on people to prophesy, to declare and proclaim the glory of God. And if it becomes unpopular, then we will be very unpopular. I'm not going to go to some ear-tickling thing. I can't. Why? Because it wasn't three shots mocha with some whipped cream that got me set free. I've been impacted and empowered by the fire of the Holy Spirit. I can't stop. I can't quit. I can't let up. And I know that many of you feel the same way. We will see the greatest move of God. And many times there comes opposition but with a head that big, we can't miss. Og, a 13-foot, 5-foot wide giant dropped. The greatest fear dropped. And if the church of the living God will rise, then we will see an explosion. An explosion of souls explosion of healing but if you yield and shrink back it might be to your own destruction I believe we're going through like a test and how we respond right now will determine later on maybe when the mark comes and I don't know if you've ever noticed there's always a there's always like a rationale that mixes in with a demonic assignment. It's kind of like, oh, well, come on, it's, it's for health code. We want everybody healthy. We believe in healing. Amen. Won't you lift your hands to Jesus all across this place? If you've yielded to fear or you have a problem or a challenge with fear, you want that broken off of you tonight. Those online, those in the parking lot. If you struggle with fear, and it might even be an irrational fear, it might be a, rash, a rational one. Reason is the guillotine of your faith. You've got to get the Word of God in you to clearly define 
and understand what the fear of the Lord is and what it isn't and to get a boldness. You know, in Acts 4, when they were threatened, they went back to their life groups. It wasn't a Zoom meeting. They met in someone's home, and they prayed. And God came and filled them again, not Acts 2. This Acts 4. They got filled again. Yeah, why? Because they leak. They needed more power to do what God could. They, They said, give us more of the fire and the power and the boldness so that we can continue to declare Jesus. The church needs a fresh infusion of the fire of the Holy Ghost. And if you're struggling with fear, I'm going to tell you what the answer is. The fire of the Holy Ghost. So if you're struggling with fear, some of you are very afraid. Listen, when God reveals something, he does it to heal something. What God reveals, God heals. If you need prayer all across the parking lot, Put your hazards on. Don't be ashamed. Signs follow the preaching of the word. If you're struggling with some kind of fear, you need healing. All across this place. I want my prayer team to go walk all the aisle, and I need help. Hearts, go for it. I want you to just go and reach your hand towards cars, just like about this pace. Reach your hands. Y'all watching prayer team, reach your hands. Bless them. Release courage. Release boldness. And move on to the next car. Every single car. Those of you online, lift your hands. Right now. Come on, prayer people. Get going. Everybody that's ever been authorized to pray, get going. Release boldness now. Strength and anointing. Fear we command you in Jesus' name to go. Right now. To go. Loose your hold on the church, on the people of God. Let a holy boldness come. Let the fire of God come. Tear down every altar of fear. Tear down every high place that's exalted against the knowledge of God. Right now, by the fire of the Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus. You've been set up. You overcome this and move into your promised land. Move into revival. Move into the outpouring. Move into explosion of the kingdom of God. Don't yield to fear. Fear, I command you to go. Fear, I command you to go. If you're here online, you're under the sound of my voice, you want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time or make a recommitment to him. Jesus came to defeat the works of the devil. John 10 and 10, the gospel, the good news in one verse. Satan's come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and life to the full. Satan has come to release COVID-19. Satan has come to release fear. Satan has come to destroy you and your children. Satan has come to release opioid crisis and challenges, oppression and depression, sickness and infirmity, cancer and disease. Satan is behind all of it. But I have come, says the Lord, 
that you might have life and life to the full. I have come to destroy the works of darkness. Jesus said, as a father has sent me, so I send you. Why are you alive? What is the purpose of God? It's to destroy the works of the devil. It's to be empowered. Yes, to be saved. To give your heart to Jesus. But then to live in unashamed boldness and confidence. Not afraid of man. What can man do to you? Don't fear man. Fear God. Our God's a consuming fire. COVID-19 can't do jack against a consuming fire. You want to give your heart to Jesus first time, recommitment, or you just want to be sure? You say, that's me, Pastor. Praise God. Thank you for your honesty. Pray this with me right out loud. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place and to rise again for the grave for me. Thank you that he's a payment for my sin. Thank you that he's a payment for all of my sickness and disease. I ask you, God, to forgive me for all of my sin and come into my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Free me from every bondage. Break every curse. Break every chain. Wash me and cleanse me. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life and use me for the purpose for which I was created. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Now you need the power of the Holy Ghost. You need God's power in your life. You'll notice Acts 4, they got baptized with the Holy Spirit again that then released another wave of boldness. The church needs a fresh infusion of the fire of the Holy Ghost. Lift your hands all across this place. And as you do, the power of God comes on you in your homes, in your cars, wherever you are right now. Release your fire. Release your fire. Release your fire. Fresh baptism. Release your fire right now. Release your power. Let the wind of the Spirit of God blow. Let all fear be driven out now. Raise up a remnant. Raise up a church. If you have the freedom to pray in the Holy Ghost, go ahead in the closing moments tonight. Come on, pray in the Spirit.
There's someone here and your jaw has been like getting locked. It just gets stuck. Lord's healing you now. Put your hand on that. Maybe online. The Lord's healing you right now. If you have any kind of problems with your jaw, lay your hand on your jaw, on your mouth. If you have teeth problems right now in Jesus' name, be healed. Any kind of hearing difficulty or hearing loss, be healed now. Ears open. Ears open. Ears open. Deafness, go right now. Vision problems. Right now in Jesus' name, open eyes. Open blind eyes. Correct vision. Correct vision. Heal eyes right now. Ocular migraines. Any kind of migraine any kind of headache. There's someone here that you're concerned even having a fear over an aneurysm because in your family, there's been aneurysms and people have died. I break that thing off of you. I break that lie off of you in Jesus' name. Be healed. The voice of the enemy be silenced now. If you're here and you've got an alcohol problem, you're an alcoholic, you can be free. You can be free. There's something far better than alcohol. His name is Jesus. You receive him. Be filled with the new wine. The new wine of his presence. Oh, let him touch you. Let him set you free. Let him heal your broken heart. There's those that are here. Even when I was talking about that mommy and a child talking to mommy, mommy, how come we didn't go into the promise? Those of you here have been deeply wounded by your parents. You had things happen in your home that are unspeakable. And the Lord wants to heal you tonight. He wants to free you tonight from a perception that you have that's been imprinted on you by your parents. They were broken. They were hurting. They didn't know. They were bound and addicted themselves. They couldn't pass on the freedom because they didn't have any. I free you now. I free you from those words that were spoken, those lies that were declared, names that were given you, that you'll never amount to anything. I defy those things, and I speak the word over you. For I know the plans I have for you, declares your heavenly Father. Plans to give you a hope in a future. I break the assignment of fear. I break the assignment of perversion. I even see tonight that there are some that were exposed to pornography by their father at a young age. Others that saw things that never should have seen them. And it made imprints upon your mind. I break that hold. I break that spirit of lust. I break that spirit of perversion. Some of you think that if you got married, it'll go away. No, it won't. No, it won't. It'll stay with you in your marriage, and then it'll rob you. You need to be set free. It's a devil. It's a demon. It's a demon of perversion. Call it what it is. In the name of Jesus, I command that thing to be broken now. I command addiction, that foul spirit of addiction to be broken. I speak. Man, I feel, I feel some fire tonight. I speak now over every, every assignment. I'm going back to pornography. You foul thing. You foul, ugly demon in the land. 
We command you to be broken by the power of the name of Jesus. Loose those under the, the bondage of that. Break that thing tonight. Same-sex attraction. I break sexual confusion. I break sexual confusion in the name of Jesus. Homosexuality, I break its hold in Jesus' name off of your people. If you're in bondage to homosexuality and same-sex attraction, I free you tonight by the authority of God's Word. If you're a man, every cell in your body says that you're a man. If you're a woman, every cell in your body says that you're a woman. Said so that's not popular. Yeah. Welcome to Kings. I'm preaching the word, declaring the word. Be free. Be loosed. Be liberated from addiction right now. So there's someone here. Man, you are struggling with self-hatred. I mean, in your heart, you just hate yourself. Even you, even cutting doesn't bring you any peace anymore. Many times you're pressed down in your bed. Many times you've been heard voices and saw dark figures scampering about. They're demons. You need to give your life to Jesus. And if you didn't do that, then do it. Give your life to Christ. Serve God. Yield to Him. Take Og down. The prophetic word that Dr. Morocco shared was this. Said the project in Alaska is about as big as anything we've ever done before. It's bigger than anything we've ever done before as a church. He said, but in the, we will not only finish it, you will not only move in, you'll see a great revival. And what God is going to do in the days, years ahead, should he tarry, this is actually a smaller project. And the Lord is going to build confidence in the body of Christ in Alaska, in the assemblies of God, in the nation, that if, that if a small little community can build something like that and have a great outpouring, then it can do it in any Timbuktu town, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. It's like, it's like the defeat of Sihon. Some of you just need a victory under your belt. Take one tonight. Be encouraged tonight. You know why? Because God's on the throne and the devil's already been defeated. Walk in bold confidence, knowing that if God be for you, who can be against you, knowing that you and I have been called for such a time as this, that you and I have been set on fire with the power of and the glory of God. Why? To be a burning, shining lamp to a broken, destitute, perverted, scared generation. We're going to shine like stars in the firmament. Those that know their God will do great exploits. God, thank you for what you've done tonight.
Now bless your people. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon us. Lift up your countenance towards us. And be gracious to us. I see golden oil being poured out over the state of Alaska. Know this, says the Lord, that I have firmly positioned you at this time in history to lift up and glorify Jesus and to declare the kingdom of God, to declare hope in a generation that has gone astray, a generation that is clamoring about, looking for satisfaction. I've called you by name. I've summoned you to myself. I will bring your daughters from afar and your children from the ends of the earth. I'm raising up an army for what seems like a valley that's been filled with dry bones. The bones are coming together. Prophesy, man of God. Prophesy, woman of God. Bone to bone, joint to joint, ligaments and tendons covered with skin. And now the breath, and now the breath of God coming, filling. Let the breath of heaven fill your church again. Oh, God, set us free from an apathetic, lukewarm, half-hearted, sissified Christianity and set us ablaze with glory and fire and power. Let a fire burn in the hearts of men and women and children again. Lord, we've heard of your great fame. Renew it in our day, in our hour. Let us not be intimidated by government or regulations or what's fashionable. Let us be moved by the word of the Lord to see the kingdom of God come. That every nation, every tribe and tongue would bow the knee. Strength and honor till you return. Glory and power be unto him. Worthy, worthy, worthy is the lamb. Worthy. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain from the foundations of the earth. Worthy to receive glory and honor and power and authority and dominion. Worthy, worthy of our complete adoration. Worthy, worthy to be a living sacrifice. Worthy, worthy. Set your church on fire. Set your church on fire. God, I pray you start here. We give you praise. You be blessed. Don't be stressed. Lord bless you. Lift up his countenance towards you. Be gracious to you. Keep you and give you peace. If you gave your heart to Jesus tonight, you let us know in the comments on Facebook, on YouTube. You can send us an email at information at kcalaska.com. Men, if you haven't registered, I'm telling you it's going to be off the hizzy.
Hopefully that's not a curse word. Off the hook. But if it is, get over it. Got to register. KCAlaska.com. Women, register. It's free. The event Friday night men, Saturday night women. Plug into everything that's taking place. Lift up your heads. Your redemption draws nigh. God bless you. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.